You're listening to Rama for Today. Well, some of my board members even suggested that I should encourage them to come to my church and should get them. I said to my board member, I'm not a sheep thief. No, sir. If they want to come and visit and we're having services, fine. But I'm not tampering with anybody else's church members. Now you understand this. Somebody's a member of some old dead church that tells them that tongues is of the devil and healing's been done away with. I would encourage them to leave that church. Not necessarily come to mind, but go somewhere, bless God, where they can get the truth. But I'm talking about fellow Christians, you see. I mean members of the same church. No, sir, I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal anybody's sheep. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on Love the Way to Victory. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. All right. So, I want you to notice, and I want to read that again. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. Well, somebody said, yeah, but I know what's mine, though. I've got my say-so, and I'm going to have it. I've got my rights, and I'm going to have them. No matter how much, you see, they may hurt someone else. Remember there in Romans, that 13th chapter of Romans, we read in that 10th verse, Love worketh no ill. Well, you could read it this way. Love worketh no hurt to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. We, we emphasized last night because you remember he gave us several commandments here and said if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this sin, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And God said to Israel, you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Well, if they kept those commandments, sickness was taken away from the midst of them. And if I walk in love, sickness will be taken away from the midst of me. I have to be very careful about that. That's one thing I've been careful about through these 50 some odd years. That's the reason that the last headache I had was August of 1933. There's no use start having headaches now too late. Amen. But you see, a lot of times I've had people to say to me, I've had other fellow ministers to say to me, I wouldn't take that if I was you. I've had some of them to insinuate there's a weakness in my character. No, there was a strength in my character, the love of God. Amen. Love doesn't insist on its own rights. You notice it said that? For it's not self-seeking. We was holding a meeting one time, my wife and I. This pastor had three millionaires in his church. And back there and then, when if you was a millionaire, brother, you was a millionaire. <laughs> Amen. Not like it is today, these days of inflation. I'm talking about in, in the 50s. And uh, he asked me. I didn't want to tell him. Actually, he got it from somebody else because I wouldn't tell a pastor how much I needed. I, I didn't want to put him under bond. I just think he's got to meet that. But he said to me, well, I found out so-and-so, you know, what it takes to meet your budget. Don't worry about it. I, I, and I knew you had three million. I've got three millionaires in my church. And, 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 and if that money don't come in, we've got, he told me how many thousands of dollars they had in the bank. Way back there then, that's a lot of money. See, they built a new church, beautiful new church. I had, I think he said, about $285,000 cash on hand. A lot of money then. And we'll just pay you out of that. 
So we went. One of his men had a brand new motel. Beautiful thing. Beautiful. He was one of them as a millionaire. Beautiful motel. Large motel. Beautiful. And did a great business. And had other businesses besides that. But he, uh, he was there running this motel. And uh, we had a room there free, of course. Held the meeting. He didn't do what he said he'd do. It took so much money to meet my budget. He gave me so much, but I didn't say anything to him. I said to my wife, though, now we just got enough money here because we got payments to make. And I send these payments off and I send them off. Got money orders and send them off. And we had to come all the way from California back to Texas. And I didn't have a credit card then. Later on, I got me a Texaco credit card. So I can't buy any gasoline on credit. Yeah, I did. I, I had gotten that credit card. Then. Couldn't buy the gasoline. I didn't realize I could have got some cash on it. But I didn't think about it. And so we just had enough. I said to my wife, well, I believe I'll go up there and ask this uh, bar some money from this man. She's one of, his, one of his board members to get back home on. And I knew he'd be glad to loan to him. But then I said, and I started up there. And I came back. My wife said, well, what? I said, no, I didn't do it. See, I, I can't work any ill to that pastor. You see, uh, he's going to think about, well, what, what happened here? What kind of pastor we've got? See? And I said, I can't do it because it'll make the pastor look bad in his eyes. I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. Because, see, I may get sick on the way home then. And I've got to get back out in California and ask people to forgive me before I can get well. <laughs> so I can't do that. I can't do that. And so my wife understood that. And then I think he, I think he, uh, uh, that he suspicioned something. Because he came down there and asked me. Uh, but I still couldn't tell him. I didn't, I just sort of evaded him. I wouldn't, because I didn't want to make his pastor look bad in his eyes. A fellow like that's cheap anyway. Bless his heart. He's not going to make it anyway. But I'm not going to contribute to his downfall. And so we drove all the way from California. We didn't have enough money to get a room. We drove all the way from California. Had just enough money that we got us uh, some bread and got us some bologna and some milk and we never stopped to eat. They never stopped anywhere. Drove all the way through. We really done those things more than once because we didn't want to make it look bad on the pastor. I was holding a meeting for a pastor here in Oklahoma one time. Bless his heart. And, and if, if you listened to the flesh, you'd got up. I started just close a meeting in the middle of the week. But then the people's going, that's what's wrong with our pastor. Well, something, well how come Brother Hagin leave? They're going to know something's wrong. Well, he may go out and try to lie and cover it up. But I, so I said, well, I'll have to stay at least one week. I'll make it look as good as I can on him. You see, uh, love will suffer the wrong instead of putting the wrong on the other fellow. Because I said, this man's not going to make it anyway. That poor fellow's not going to make it anyway, but I'm not going to contribute to his downfall. You say, what happened to him? Well, at 39, he's dead with cancer. A man act like he did, treat people like he did. Jesus said, Ben, as you've done unto the least of these, you did it unto me. If you don't judge yourself, you're going to get judged. That's not God's best, but it beats going to hell. Can you say amen? amen. Love, say it out loud. Love, Love. worketh, Work no ill. No ill. That means no hurt to his neighbor. Love worketh no ill, no hurt 
church. Say anyone. Anyone. I pastored. I pastored nearly 12 years. I pastored a church down in East Texas during World War number two. Now, on either side of me, right on the way, I, I was two blocks off of Old Highway 80, you know, and the, and the Old Highways went right through town, you know. And then three miles to my west was another church right on the highway of the same full gospel denomination. Three miles to my east was another full gospel church, same denomination, right on the highway. And here my church was, you see, just two blocks off of the main highway. Now this church to my east, I had members that would come by that church to the west and come to my church. I had folks right around me that would go to those churches and vice versa, east or west. But right around my postage, right across the street in front of my postage, one of the men, one of the board members of this church to my east lived. All he had to do, and, and I had weeknight service on Thursday night. They had weeknight service on Wednesday night. And, and I'm a teacher, so they would come on Wednesday night and enjoy it. The other fellow, their pastor was more of a preacher instead of a teacher. And, and so he'd just walk across the street. And then right beside of him, which would be kind of cornered across the street in our passage, one of the ladies and men of his church, the lady was the missionary lady, Sunday school teacher, and also headed up the ladies' missionary program in his church. And then right beside my parsonage, right beside it, his Sunday school superintendent lived, and the, and the wife was secretary and treasurer of the Sunday school. Well, some of my board members even suggested that I should encourage them to come to my church and should get them. I said to my board member, I'm not a sheep thief. No, sir. If they want to come and visit and we're having services, fine. But I'm not tampering with anybody else's mem church members. Now, you understand if somebody's a member of some old dead church that tells them that tongues is of the devil and healing's been done away with, I would encourage them to leave that church, not necessarily come to mind, but go somewhere, bless God, where they can get the truth. But I'm talking about fellow Christians, you see. I mean, members of the same church. No, sir, I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal anybody's sheep. And then not only that, but this man, this board member right across the street had a good job. No oil company, you know, the oil field, oil field in East Texas then was booming. And he said to me one time, Brother Higgins, my wife and I have been talking about it. He said, you know, uh, gasoline ration is on. We have to drive. It's not all that far, but we, we, we don't have to get in the car. We can just walk across the street and come to your church. We've been thinking about changing and coming to your church. I said, no, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Now, see, I knew something. I had good fellowship this past. They, they, they've got one. Uh, it's very, very, very unusual for a full gospel church to have a brick church. My church, just a frame church. The other church to my west was a frame church. But out of 80 full gospel churches of our denomination, there's only three brick churches in all of East Texas, and this was one of them. And, and they're struggling to make their payments. They need his finances. I mean, they take his finances away from his life. They're liable to go under and I said, no, no, you don't come to my... Now, come visit when you want to, but they need your ties. They need your finances there. I'm not going to do ill or hurt to my brother. Well, he said, Brother Hagin, I appreciate that. I, I, I thank you. I said, no, you stay there. They need you. They need you. I know they need you. They need your money. They need your finances. Don't you do it. Now, th this Sunday school secretary, she got mad at the pastor, and she knew I wouldn't take them, but, but my mother-in-law and dad-in-law was visiting, and we come back... And my mother-in-law said, here's some money that a lady left here wanted you to have. 
I knew in my spirit that it was this woman and her ties. And we described her. She lived right next door. And then, then, then we got to look out that way. You know, mother-in-law said, yeah, that's her. I said, now that's her ties. So I just marched over there and said, this is your ties, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm mad it's old so-and-so instead of calling him brother so-and-so. I said, you take them right back over there and give them to him. They don't belong to me. Love, Love. worketh, Work no, no ill, no hurt, no hurt. To, anyone. to anyone. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you've just heard. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package starts out with the three-CD series from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Love the Way to Victory. Also in this offer is Ken Hagan's book, Listen to Your Heart. These two resources are for the discounted price of $19.95. That's a $10 savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You want to mark your calendars for July 24 through 29. That's Sunday through a Friday. And the Sunday service starts at 6 p.m. And then Monday through Friday, it's 10 a.m., 2.30, and 7.30. And then we have the youth. Youth Summer Blitz. Blitz. And it's like a youth camp for the youth. Uh And many, many churches bring their youth. And because there's guest speakers, there's teen talk, there's all kinds of things going on for the teenagers. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.